I started. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about a drunk loser. Uh-huh. Ricky, yeah, you got stabbed and you suck. Ricky Dozen is fucking a butt. pussy. Ricky Dozen is I'd a never butt. be stabbed. Yeah, not me. I've people try all the time. Dylan's tried a lot. That's why we're doing uh doing this over Zoom. Dylan, Dylan and I are in the same house, but we very much we uh we've hunger games the podcast. Whoever wins gets all the Patreon money and gets to murder their friend. What everyone yeah, wants coming out of, of killing. Yeah, the thrill of the the hot burst of joy of your friend's blood on your face. I like that um Ricky Dozan, for those of you uh that haven't listened to part one and two, what have you been doing? Whoa, come on, get off your heinies and get to the podcast listening he, station. But basically, Ricky Dozan just uh big fat drunk, like all wrestlers, big fat drunk, and um everything went to his head immediately. This is where he gets paranoid. How uh, often about... do you picture Ricky Dozan in a tan suit just crying in the rain? No, you fucking listen. That's what I just pictured. Hey, Antonio, Antonio. He's talking to Anoki. Antonio, Antonio, fucking just come on. One well, more. This One is my more. favorite thing about Ricky Dozan. More. You can tell that he's a real drunk because he's they're like he's his body's breaking down and he's washed up and he's nothing anymore. And he looks like shit. He's 35. Oh yeah, I luckily <laughs> I, we're older than Ricky Dozan, and we look pretty much look the same as we did in our twenties. And Ricky Dozan, hang on, like, hang on, hang on, hang not on. hairline wise. No, there you go. Yeah, like let's be honest. If we took our, we look a lot off, more stressed now. <laughs> yeah. If we took our, if you just went chest down, we'd be, they'd be like, "That's the same guy." Is it? I think we've we always look better. Bad? I'm gonna say this. Oh, I look. Better, I think yeah. we. Yeah, we both look better than our twenties. because yeah. we're we're both keeping it tight now. You know what I mean? Dylan's doing crunches. Constantly dehydrated, too. Dylan is well, constantly I mean, dehydrated. I mean, we're always dehydrated. De- I've never been. I don't think I've ever been actually hydrated a day in my once. life. Once. I was once. I went to a spa, <laughs> and they put an IV in me, and I felt great. And then they're like, all you got to do is drink water like every 45 minutes. And I was like, I will not be doing that. Do you understand no. how, for some reason, like, yeah, that sounds like that's really easy. Do you know how hard that is? I'll just lose the water bottle. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. Eat my ass. Suck my dick while you're eating my ass. Yeah. Get a big mouth. Somehow. Yeah. Put my legs in your mouth so you can suck my dick and eat my ass at the same time. Why'd you put both of my legs in your mouth? Yeah, well, fucking, here's what you do is you eat my ass and then you also just just freely, don't without looking, just throw a fe- fleshlight where you think my dick is. Whoa. <laughs> What's that noise? Is that the noise of a fleshlight? We've been talking about merch, and you know what? I think some used fleshlights. Oh would my be good. god, wrestle review branded fleshlights? No, no, no used. used. Even better, we resell used fleshlights, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this one, I don't know if the guy cleaned it out. It's more if he didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, you can make this... a baby out of the stranger. <laughs> yeah, you can make. Yeah, you can clone this stranger. <laughs> clone this stranger with old, dirty cum. There's also Imagine... dirt in all the cum. Imagine we somehow play a small role in cloning happening. It all started when they were trying to talk about Ricky Dozan being a sad, drunk loser. Thirty-five. Oh, I love it. I get. Oh, so I, Dylan. I don't know if you're lucky enough to have a bunch of friends. So Dylan and I are both in our mid to late thirties, which means uh, we I now have, I have a bunch of friends. Yeah. Are we Dylan bragging a... about the number of friends we have? Let's we certainly it. are. Like no, fucking eight year olds. I was about to say, uh, when you hit to your mid to late 30s, uh, you have a couple of friends that used to be real party animals in your 20s, just become people who have to go to rehab in their late 30s is what I'm currently experiencing. And let me tell you this about those people is the complaints from real alcoholics are real bummers. 
one recently was uh uh Oh, it just feels like my asshole is going to fall out because I always have the runs with something recently revealed about being an alcoholic that someone said that I was just like, I good God. That was said by a comedian (laughs) evocative and a comedian at a show who was holding a pint glass that definitely did not contain water, but it was clear. It was clear. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I am in the opposite thing where I have I do have some skits about this, but um. Mom, a lot of my friends went to AA, and then uh, I said, oh, I stopped because my tummy hurt. And then they thought that was, like, me being brave and not wanting to tell them. I'm like, no, I'm an open book, man. I'm When I tell you that I stopped drinking because it was, like, legitimately, and this is still I'll drink, like, once every couple months now. And I just have to accept the fact that for every drink I have, I'm going to take one long shit. So it's like, if I have... For some reason nothing to do the next day and i don't know if i if i bought a nintendo switch i'd probably live a more on the toilet lifestyle but like i just will spend probably three hours of a day shitting if i have like six beers it'll be 30 Here's minutes my... shit because it doesn't come out like a blast like brand it comes out like like wet paper towel oh i know exactly the feeling you mean i i know and what your you ass speak hurts of. here's my problem is it just i quit smoking two years ago I really like smoking and drinking. I do not like just drinking. That's true. That's true. That is honestly it. And like, also, it's just, like, I like, and it's like, there's also like, man, I can't do chach and smoke and drink. Fuck. Yeah. There's a bunch of other psychological factors to it, but there is a part of it where I'm just like, it's like, literally, it's like, give me a club sandwich. Hold the bread. What are you doing? Like, you got to have the bread for it to be a club sandwich. That's actually very true. I wouldn't even say I would use the analogy of mayonnaise. It's like you had a club sandwich and it's toasted. You're like, where's the sauce? They're like, oh, we didn't have any. No, you quit. You actually quit the sauce because the sauce was making you feel horrific and you actually feel much better. And what no one tells you about quitting smoking, your dick gets harder. I got to say this. You've mentioned this. Why? I think on the chat episode. Yeah. I'm I'm never not going to mention it because no one told me that when I was quitting smoking. They were like, bro. They didn't tell you that every pack of cigarettes has you will be impotent on it. Yeah, but no, I I thought I thought impotent. Yeah, they didn't say trust you didn't us. Do the math there? It's all no. blood flow, baby. It's all about blood I did flow. Not. That's why I because listen, my dick was already nice and hard. I didn't I didn't think it could get harder. It gets harder, harder than hard now, Dill. Harder <laughs> than hard, which is a value in your late thirties. Yeah, my God, anything that's still working well, you on down- your body in your late thirties, <laughs> well, you're just like, look at this, guys. We did it. Like I guess you could become a vegan. Then you're like the hardest dick in the world because you're you don't have that meat getting away the blood flow. But I have been ve- I have been a vegan. That didn't affect it. The one in COVID for like two months, I was only I was basically uh Jordan Peterson, but I had a bunch of fruit as well. Like, like it was that. only just meat and fruit. And that's good a good god. Oh my god. Felt that's amazing. like a fighter. There's some fighter diet that's like that. George St. Pierre did that or something. I'm a fighter. I am a fighter. Anyway, Ricky Dozan, the rifle. This is what I love, how hard life was in the 50s and 60s where everyone had been through a world war. So they're like, you're 35. Anyway, what are you going to do with the remaining eight years of your life? Mm -hmm. I assume you've already divorced a woman who was rude to you. I have. Good. Slut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. If you got divorced from a woman in the 50s, you were fucked. You were fucked. Like, you were fucked. How a woman... They had no rights. And even then, it was like, well, you can't vote. And not only that, you're banned from drinking water in public. 
because no it's one also, wants to see you get happier. But this yes, is also we're in Japan, which is historically in one of the like we're in Japan, which was in 1945. The Americans nuked two cities, showed up and were like, we're in charge. And everyone was like, wait, what? And I said, we are in fucking charge. And they were like, I think we have to listen to these guys. And then they just put everyone who was part of their fascist weird government in jail. And then they were like, oh, wait, we actually need people to be in charge of this government. So they're like, those guys are back. They're just now democracy people now like it was like like imagine and all around that ricky dozan is just drinking grain alcohol and being rude to people about his ideas nah nah i win well yeah and also like this is the other thing that happens during this point where we can jump around here but he gets married and publicly in the paper people are like um the the japanese hero of korean descent and that was his great fear was that people would find out he was korean and you know no one really cared this is so cra- well. They did really care because that is how he died, was it not? Was someone was like, "We got to kill this Korean guy." So there's a lot of theories on how he died, but mostly, I mean, this is me editorializing from reading all the theories. It go just on, seems Perry. like people wanting to believe that something is more interesting than drunk guy was rude yeah. and then got. Because the other thing was the when he gets stabbed, he had been in an altercation where he beat the shit out of that guy once before. So the guy was like scared of him. And that's how horrible shit happens like that. The guy was too scared and he got stabbed. Although I don't know. And then he, they thought he was going to pull through and then he just didn't. That's the crazy. crazy. Well, this is also medicine in the fifties. Like tried leeches. Turns out he has no blood. Well, he wasn't stabbed in the heart or head. So we assume you'll live Oh, He died. Turns out that was the lung. I didn't know. we had those. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot more. I thought it was just God made you talk, but apparently there's these lung things. Who yeah, knows? evidently anyway. there's there's veins in your legs. I'm he a didn't top respond body well doctor. to the cigarettes I put in his body either. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. He's uh, he's been served two cocktails, so he's reacting well. <laughs> I gave him a steak sandwich. He should be fine. Yes. No, I let him know that there was a woman downstairs trying to learn math, and he tried to get out of his bed to get her. So I think he's feeling much better. <laughs> So the Great Togo comes on a Japanese tour in late 1959, and the Great Togo would be um, one of the people who ran some events with Ricky Dozan. Also, Ricky Dozan gets Antonio Inoki and Baba into wrestling. And yeah. so this is really important, and I'm glad we never did a Noki or a Baba episode before this, because... He basically is like Giant Baba wins his first match and squashes the guy, and Anoki loses, and just basically completely favors Baba one hundred percent. So interesting too. I've never seen someone. And by the way, talk about the psychology of a drunk person who's like, "Well, I have the person I like, and then I have to make sure that that person doesn't think I like them too much." So we need to create some chaos. So I know what I'll do. I'll have a second mentor who's possibly the most egotistical man ever to exist in wrestling, and I will wrong that man. I will make sure he feels like he's not respected, and Dude. I will like it's literally like older brother meet Nemesis. Like, oh no, idea, this is great. This is the Ryan first Baba, time Inoki, baseball uh, star yes, squash him. Antonio yeah. Noki, like, like Brazilian Japanese muscular god. You will lose. <laughs> Here's the first time he meets Anoki. This is this is from Anoki's words. I participated in a national track and field meet in Sao Paulo. There was a journalist who reported I became a record holder in the discus to throw at that meet. He told me Ricky Dozan. Uh, he told Ricky Dozan that he knew a promising athlete. 
It attracted his interest, and he asked the head of the vegetable market to bring me to a hotel. That's really good. The get me the manager at this grocery store. I found an athlete. When we entered his room, I didn't want to know what to say to that imposing figure with a remarkable aura. And then he said, <laughs> Ricky Dozan smiling, he goes, strip yourself at the waist. Strip yourself to the waist, sorry. After staring at me for a while, he said, show me your back. I turned around nervously. Then Ricky Dozan patted me on the shoulder and said, let's go back to Japan together. <laughs> and then he said to his employer, as if this isn't creepy enough, let me take care of this young boy. Oh, boy. My word, this really seems like a you look good like tits, you dance good ass, situation. You look ready to get pounded. Yeah. Get on the plane. All right. You ever been ever want to be in the moving pictures, Antonio? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot of terminology for it, so uh, let's not get bogged down. I How want to weird. force myself on you sexually. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that very clinically. And Hi, Antonio. My two name lawyers is Ricky here. Dozan. There's two lawyers here. They, I want to let you know what they have written out as a contract that you're going to sign that is going to let me, are you ready for this? Put my full body weight on your body weight. Do you know what that means? <laughs> so here's the thing about wrestling is that uh, all the marks think I, <laughs> like if they know it was consensual, then that's bad. <laughs> it's the 50s. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> hi, uh, hi, Antonio. Are you familiar with soaking? It was developed by the Mormon religion, and it actually means that it isn't any sort of sexual contact. But when we're back in Japan, what we're each going to do is take turns inserting ourselves completely into each other's body cavities and then not moving. No muscular shuddering. No nothing. And you stay there pious, holding your muscles tight. It helps the core. So when you're in the ring, your abdominals look good. And also you can drink. But it's amazing. It's amazing because it's like, so Baba's baseball career, an injury ends it. And essentially he goes, oh, cool. Baba, do you want to be in wrestling? Because I assume Baba's not a star. And it's like, yeah. Immediately they're not on the same level, though, which is hilarious. Where it's like, ooh, cool. Would you like to do wrestling? Okay, cool. How'd you get into wrestling? Uh, He looked at my penis for 10 minutes and hummed and hawed and said, I <laughs> guess that's fine. I'll work on a surgery to make it better. Yeah, like it's the also... Like, it's the whole thing with their rise as his mentors, no shit they hate each other. Like, it's literally like Giant Baba got a baseball yeah. injury, came in and was gifted a bat that he could use to beat up Antonio Inoki. And Antonio Inoki, like, how did he get into the building? Well, Ricky Dozen brought me to Tokyo, left me at the airport, said, see you at the match. Ha ha, figure that out. And I had to find where <laughs> the Tokyo Dome was with no money. Completely naked. Oh, did I tell you he made me yeah. fly completely naked for some reason? But I'm a Your man. Your first match is against the world. I'm dropping you off in Milwaukee, and you have to make it to Tokyo in an hour. Yeah, you have to swim to Tokyo. Fuck you, Rick. And for some reason, by the way, Ricky Dozen calls Antonio Noki Rick now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're me, but worse. So you're yeah, Dickie you're me, Dozen. but you're you're me. You're the sober me. I'm the drunk me. Drunk me's fun. Sober me deserves punishment because sober me doesn't know how to stop me from drinking. Time to kill myself. <laughs> so. Apparently, he orders the class to do 50 Hindu squats, and when he finished another 50, Anoki successfully completed this class, and Ricky invited him to join the JWA. So you're right. It's exactly like, it's kind of like the way, uh, I don't know, because it's not exactly, their relationship isn't the same at all, but it's almost like, mm, like anyone in Kurt Angle, I don't know, like... Edge, Edge works his way up and he has to actually do things. Oh, he's got all those road gigs and Gert Angle's already a star, so he just gets in. Yeah, like... Any any athlete 
any athlete that comes into wrestling is already on a higher tier than Can the you guy who just Matt wants Riddle. to be a Yes, basically, Giant Baba is Matt Riddle. Although Matt Riddle, as if you look at, it's so funny the way they do things in wrestling because like they decided Matt Riddle was a striker, and it's like there's like all these memes of Matt Riddle literally being the worst at punching in the history of the UFC, where he just runs for. It's like he does Tybo, but his body's at a ninety degree angle running forward, and a guy just knocks him out. It's very funny. It is very funny. He just Every, runs over like I, 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 it's like this about yeah. UFC fight, fighters that go into other industries. They're no, never no. the good ones. Is that right? Like, it's always just like, this guy got beaten up by Dana White's kid, and now he's the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, none of them do the Brock Lesnar thing, where it's like, oh, this totally makes sense. You're leaving at the crest of when you should. It's always like, well, these guys offered me something six years ago, and I've been knocked unconscious constantly since then. Better go there. Oh, wait, they're, they want me to remember something? Well, I can't do that. Because I only know yellow, blue. Sorry, that happens sometimes. I, I just want to know. I think, think and say colors. Do you? How often do you think about Brendan Schwab? Because I think about him all the time. I never think a, about him. Uh, I'm past him now. I Nothing will never be. Me. I will never be past. Who is this guy? This guy is. He's. He's an. He's an ultimate fighter, and he's not that great at it. But he's friends with a guy who does stand up comedy, and for some reason, he's just in stand up comedy now. And good, and literally the entire Joe internet. Rogan, man, hates this is him. the thing about this is the thing. Um, someone said Joe Rogan, the only person I think to assert, you actually hit on it a while ago, and I'm sorry we're talking about Joe Rogan, but I think it's been a year since I banned us from talking about him. But it's like the influence that that dude has within comedy is only like it like went Johnny Carson, then Howard Stern, then Joe Rogan, because it's literally like, and I don't even think yeah. Howard Stern is as influential because it's like one interview on Joe Rogan. Like, Joe Rogan talked about how funny Tim Dillon was. Now he's, like, everywhere. Joe Rogan basically was like, Brendan Schaub is funny. Now, hate him or whatever, but people, he has a career. Theo Vaughn, Tom Segura, all these guys in the Joe Rogan sphere are all, like, Netflix people and also somehow don't have that Rogan stink on them. Some do, some don't. So, I like, I, I know, like, I, I'm, I wouldn't say, like... I'm acquaintances to friends with a person or two that's within that sphere. Okay. And it also is dependent on like when you were on, when you were not like Segura, Burt Kreischer, Ari Shafir, Joey Diaz. Those guys are so like, OG. they're kind of like, well, they were friends with this guy. They were on his podcast, but they're not on it as much. Ari still is. You know what I'm saying? Like it all just sort of, they spun off from to relate it back to Ricky Dozan. Ricky Dozan is sort of like a figure like Joe Rogan or appears in any sort of type of show business carnival thing. Which is, it's very, very important, and you can see these influences kind of, like, shoot out and carry forward of, this is the guy we like, these are the guys he likes, I like those guys. What is weird is that's never worked, really, in North American wrestling. It never worked with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was never confident enough to build up his own replacements. It always came across Bret Hart, to... Rick Flair was never able to... Like, it's an interesting thing with J Japanese wrestling and Ricky Dozan is Ricky Dozan, for all of his faults and his drinking and his sadness and his weird shits, he was, in a way, able to solidify a legacy super early on because he basically created, here's what I'll do. I'm going to create a country, and then I'm going to orchestrate a civil war in that country and then die. And then they will never forget. Well, this is the thing is, is that I think that's the difference between the styles of wrestling where it's like you can't really have that grand endorsement because 
WWE. I think it, I I don't know. I don't know. Like I haven't watched obviously complete years of territory wrestling, but it's like just that feeling that you have from being a Japanese wrestling fan is guys like Ricky Dozen are real. And like obviously Hulk Hogan, you love Hulk Hogan and stuff as a kid, maybe, but like you know he's not really real. So when he endorses someone, it just comes off like way hokier than Ricky Dozen calmly being like, This is my friend and you have to be on his side. Like, whereas that's what, you, and that's the thing. Like, when you honestly endorse something, you're obviously going to sell it way better than like The Rock trying to get Roman Reigns over. Where it's like, I get like this guy. It just comes off as disingenuous. There's no like every other time with all these performers, it always had taken something like The Rock time to be like, no, yeah, well, you earned my respect by beating the shit out of me because I'm The Rock and my character's a dick. Versus like Roman Reigns, where he's like, he's a good guy now. Just cheer for him now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there is also, I think, something to the fact that Ricky Dozen is dead. And it's sort of this thing of the rub he's given to people can never be given again. They can they and they will be perpetually yes. locked in fulfilling the prophecy of being like the next Ricky Dozan. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be like if The Rock held up Roman Reigns' arm at that Royal Rumble, got booed, had a heart attack and died or like was stabbed by Brent Gewurz on the way back to his car. You know what I mean? That's. That's the thing that no one sort of talks about Ricky Dozan's legacy. I know we haven't really talked about his wrestling, but it's this is the last time we're talking about him. His legacy is the most impressive part of him at this point because he's essentially still considered like the great grandfather of all Japanese wrestling. Well, he very much he, is, yeah. But in a way that no one else in wrestling gets that credit. In the way that uh-huh. it's not like AEW is like, let's pour one out for fucking um uh oh my god, who's the Oma Boy guy? Oh, Jim Barnett. Yeah, like he, they're not fucking praising Jim Barnett. But this is like this is the, or, this is why Ricky Dozan is so special. It's like if Hulk Hogan was also Toots Mott. That's what it is. It's the yeah. If, if Hulk Hogan also was also a piece Toots of shit, Mott, so it's like yeah. If Hulk Hogan was also Hulk Hogan and also Toots Mott, and we don't need to say piece funny. of shit because both of those people were definitely pieces of shit. Like there I is no way Toots that Mott episode just because his name's Toots and everyone was like scared of him, scared oh of a guy God. named Toots. Why don't why didn't why oh, weren't we smart? Doctor Jizz is gonna fire me. Yeah, why weren't we smart and in our twenties just insisted that people use our nicknames? Like we even Jizz. had examples. We knew two different comedians that had nicknames that we didn't think we should do that too. We could have been we could have been uh, Snoopy mm. and Doctor Jizz. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Snoopy would do a bit better booking corporates than Doctor Jizz, but yeah, sure. Yeah, but they come together. They come together. And also, we never explain which one of us is Snoopy and which one is Dr. (laughs) Jizz. Yeah. Everyone reads left to right, and we just keep on mixing up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Who's Well, let's uh, talk about his wrestling, then. No, I'm Snoopy. No, he's Snoopy. No, I'm Snoopy. Go ahead. Um, Let's talk about his wrestling, then. Here it is. Ricky Dozan was so stiff in the ring, much like John's penis now that he doesn't smoke cigarettes thank you dylan <laughs> that tex fuck what the fuck is this motherfucker's name i fucking just had it fuck you tex mckenzie which is great just took eight seconds to name himself tex mckenzie i'm going back to bed um he complained so much that they just took him off of the tour and king curtis uh Iakea took his spot now Amazing. that's important because I, by like, the way I, you hit me too Tex- hard i don't want to make one million dollars <laughs> like that's Tex mckenzie great. by the way i have seen wrestle he is uh one of the he is he featured just, in a lot of colt cabana john hastings bad wrestling clips is and he? he's a high you've seen a clip with him i remember he's 
got curly hair, a wispy mustache. He's fucking huge. Mm -hmm. And he just gets in the ring and high knee steps it and then just throws wild haymakers. Yeah, I could see how he wouldn't like wrestling Ricky Dozan because I guarantee that guy does not know how to wrestle. So he got in the ring and Ricky Dozan had a bunch of fucking peach schnapps and then broke the bottle in his ass. (laughs) I do like the uh, big Tex McKenzie. There you go. Yeah, well, the other thing he was doing is, oh, yeah, Tex McKenzie was, I remember this from, uh, what's his name? Um, from Jim Ross's book, he was one of the guys who used to just pick on giant haystacks. Yes, he did. Just he pick like, on fat, giant fat, 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 fat. Hey, Ricky Dozan, you hit me too hard. Pardon me. I'm just gonna shoot a gun full of pudding at this guy so he's fatter, yeah. and then I'm gonna fucking spit on him. Rick, Rick, fists hurts. Unlike words. Here's yeah. a word for you. You stink. <laughs> Stop hitting me so hard. I'm going to go pinch the fat guy's nipples and run away so he can't catch me. <laughs> Texas at it again. Pinch, pinch, run. Rick, Rick, if you hit me that hard again, I'm going to be forced to torture a fat person more. Now you understand how this pain gets carried out. <laughs> you know what they say about Tex McKenzie. You don't want to face me in a match. And that would, of course, be quietly finishing. A porterhouse steak, medium rare, and then the matches. It takes 19 hours. I digest it before you. Yeah, That's the, the match. match is we each have a nice meal. I'll be having a quarter, uh, a quarter ounce steak or whatever. Uh, I don't really know measurement. I'm not a. Woman. <laughs> I don't Do measure understand? anything. I just eats it. I'm, my name is Tex. Tex, that's my full name. My from Oregon, actually. My dad's just a drunk guy. Anyway, so uh, yeah, or doesn't love me. So uh, what we're gonna do? We're gonna slice that steak, and whoever digests shits wipes their ass, and then can meet a woman wins. <laughs> whoever the soonest to get a full erection after eating three steaks wins the match. My dad's undefeated. Yeah, makes me see his dick every uh, day. Great Togo was a uh, was the booker for Ricky Dozan. He did a great job. Huge crowds of people gathered to see the great Antonio's arrival um, at the Hyenda Airport. Um, they drew a bunch of people to watch Ricky Dozan beat the great Antonio. And um, this, of course, the great Antonio. How often do you think about Antonio Inoki's chin? He has the most to a point chin I've ever seen a human being. Like he literally looks like a political he cartoon. He is the Chad. He's the Chad meme. The Giga he Chad. He is meme. the Chad meme. Holy shit. He's the Giga Chad meme. So here's the other thing is, you fucking piece of shit. The great Antonio, which I'm sure this is such a backstory to. Have you ever seen the clip of Antonio and Oki just knocking out the fat guy? I have, yes. Yeah, that's the great Antonio. So the great Antonio comes in, he fights Ricky Dozan. is kind of like the equivalent of when we talk about how some wrestlers would call Vince McMahon Jr. Yeah. And he's already pissed off. He won't he won't sell any of Anoki's offense. And Anoki just fucking knocks him out because he's like, you're fucking me over. I'm stronger. Like, so it's so crazy, but I'm stronger than Ricky Dozan. I can beat up the guy. I can easily beat up the guy that, you know used to that Ricky Dozan had problems with or whatever. That's amazing. I got to tell you, Ricky Dozan, re- like what a legacy built by a man who I guarantee had horrific breath. <laughs> oh, wow. That is such a good call. He probably has top five worst breath. It's just always cigarettes, booze, and recent vomit. No, and also food. The thing that you we always forget is the 
oh fuck, that's I better good. eat something. And then it's just like, what did you have? That's I bought a really funny. I bought a bunch of pasta salad from the grocery store. And you're like, <laughs> oh, why would you eat that at this time of day? Can't eat pasta. No, he'd be like a fucking. He'd just be like one of those guys. Can't eat pasta, so I gain weight. So I just drank a bunch of ketchup. That's food. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So Green Antonio gets the, and I don't know if this is the first time this is done, but he gets the whole fucking Japanese monster treatment. He's throwing chairs all around. Woo! He beats a bunch of mid carters to Woo! show how strong he is. And Woo! then he draws an amazing card uh, against Ricky Dozan, who I'm sure just like actually punches him in the face for 15 minutes before pitting him. Yeah. I am the daddy. I am the daddy. <laughs> you are a fatty i am a naughty yeah mm. also ricky dozan came to the ring by just reading a bunch of stuff that antonio noki wrote in his diary oh That's what really time was oh, you I like her Ooh, <laughs> oh you have a crush on the girl that sells peanuts at the arena guess what she's had sex with me now <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would do that yeah Ooh, I saw you writing little letters to this mom. Well, I had sex with mom. Yeah. What? Rick- someone, my mom? No, someone else's still counts. Just to let you know that I could do it to your mom. I had sex with my mom. Watch out. Watch out, Antonio. Honestly, the people that Ricky Dozan fights during this period are amazing. He um he fights Mr. X. Mr. X pins Ricky Dozan. He also he also has a match against a guy named Mr. Atomic, which is insane because that literally is 15 years they, previous. They like, they excuse me. Entire. Isn't that insane? That would be like, okay. So in 1960, the main event in West Berlin is Holocaust man versus Jim. <laughs> No, who? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, Hey, yeah. w- you've been to the Israeli wrestling league been to, Oh my God! I'm playing their main heel, um, Holocaust camp. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Hitler. I'm concentration <laughs> camp man. Yeah, Not even was... Hitler though, because Hitler, like that'd be like if yeah, it's, no, it's faced, the, like the, 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 the it's literally the yeah, it's the concept of an atomic bomb that he's beating up. Yeah, he's beating up the con- yeah the notion of genocide. And yeah. and in this corner, the idea of murdering people at scale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if if it was a liberal wrestling league, he'd be like fighting. I don't know, individual rights or something. <laughs> Not yeah. individual rights, yeah. but like a guy who I don't know. Fuck, I fucked it up. Well, Dylan isn't liberal. Dylan is deeply conservative. He voted I for wish. Pierre Polivierre or whatever that fucking guy's name is in Canada. I always do a write-in vote for Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> but I, And then I put in brackets, but a dude, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ayn, Ayn, Rand, no but, bitch Ayn Rand, but he's a guy now. Ayn Rand so far away, this fucking slut. You can use that. Anyway, I wonder if Ayn Rand was like, hey, you gonna go down on me? No, you go down on yourself. People take care of themselves. And then she left. I mean, what's um, funny about Ayn Rand, and I was like, I wonder when she got that philosophy, and then I read literally two sentences about her life, which was uh, her family owned a bunch of hat shops that were destroyed by Leninists, and then she had to move to New York and live in a one-room apartment after having a big-ass house, and I was like, all right, I got it. I figured oh, out where funny. Ayn Rand came from. Yeah, like, it's one of those ones where I was like... But it's crazy well, that, like, her hat shops answered. get destroyed, and then she's, like, sitting in that apartment, and she's like, I shouldn't have this apartment. I should have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Why did the state give me this? I should have nothing again. This yeah, fucking why did, piece of shit. I why did my dad dirt. work hard for this piece of shit? 
fuck you. You should be an artist or or the captain of industry or nothing weirdly. Giant Baba still one of the underrated funny names in wrestling history because it's like uh you might want to change your name when you come to america why uh it mean it's it's literally you almost named giant diaper yeah mm. you're named kind of like giant thing a baby wants like it's really <laughs> weird okay and then you're fighting giant bobo which is yeah you, yeah you'll be fighting uh giant <laughs> okay and i guess you're uh Arch nemesis is being tickled because you go yeah, into yeah, a yeah. laughing fit and everyone mm-hmm. goes, Aww. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the weirdest thing about Giant Baba is that when he died for like a bunch of time, they just put his boots at the top of the arena like he was still watching. That's good. But he hadn't wrestled in years. So it's and like, then you would always job to the boots. Exactly. Yeah, you still the, the boots actually <laughs> the boots became the champion be, for Oh no, time. the magical boots. Yeah. The, oh my God. There's nothing better, by the way, than the business decisions of any wrestling company in Japan, because it's always going so well, and then it just collapses in such a fascinating manner, as I'm sure we're going to see with Ricky Dozan's company coming up here in a bit. Every wrestling company is exactly the same. Oh, this is going well. Guy in charge of wrestling company, but I never lose. Like it's the exact same thing. Um. Anyway, just uh, we have six minutes left on this thing and then we'll just redo it for the next half don't worry yeah just yeah yeah. perfect so ricky dozan pardon me giant baba trains in toronto giant baba who's that a sneaky d's it's giant baba oh my god is he having the nachos is he sat at the table i sat at when i accidentally took really strong mdma and saw the sunrise inside Whoa, Giant Baba's a fuckboy now. Yeah, Giant Baba's like John Hastings in 2010, filled with anxiety. Ooh, Giant Baba actually can't make it to your show? Because he heard Drake's going to be at a club later, so he's skipping it. Yeah, he's heading to the Tattoo Rock parlor to see oh, that yeah. guy, Edwin, the bartender. God, I hope that guy still isn't doing that. God, I hope that That's guy's not that still doing that. sucks about every other country in the world. You get on tv and you're like solidified as famous and in canada it's like no you're just gonna go back to hr and people are gonna be like but that's <laughs> not true Fuck that's you. not true in britain like uh, they, they always say that about canada that's true everywhere i live in los angeles i i took that yoga classes from someone who was on two different sitcoms i remembered and i was too awkward to acknowledge it so i was just like mm-hmm, yep yeah i don't remember you from being on the show titus <laughs> is it stacy keach it was not a match. I God, I wish we did I yoga with Stage Geach. Namaste, you soft fucks. Yeah, he'd be texting the whole time. There was a Stacy Keach movie where he just like clearly was. First of all, he just didn't take his watch off, and he was like every single line was. If you have the video, he's like looking off camera and then says the line again and then while people are talking he's looking off camera to read their lines off camera and oh, then yeah. he reads his own the Gotti movie clear if you've not seen the John Travolta Gotti movie you have to see it it's insane possibly the best part of it is Stacy Keach plays his like old mentor and clearly Stacy Keach is like listen I'm doing this entire role sat down because there are so <laughs> many scenes where Why you're not paying that? me stand money yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it takes a lot more for the Keech man to stand up. Yeah, my name's SK, not stupid cuck. All right. Do you, do you remember the excellent Stacy Keech vehicle, Mike Hammer, which was a show about a private eye, but he dressed good. like an, a private eye in the '30s, but he was in '80s New York, and he just wore a fedora. 
full would murder the person who did the murder in every episode <laughs> and then just have sex with the lady. It was yeah, yeah. on top are, of the murdered corpse. It, there's a type of show that no longer exists that needs to come back. And it's called uh, Vigil. It's called Vigilante Shows, where it's just like, who's this guy? And he's like, he did something that was law enforcement adjacent 10 years ago. Now he just lives in New York City and he just full on shoots the poor. Welcome to the Equalizer. Oh, Hello. yeah. Reagan, baby. That's all the death wish is like he gets the gist oh my that someone God. might deal drugs and he's like, not on my watch. And he just shoots. His... There's like one where a guy's just skateboarding in a leather jacket and he shoots him, but he's snarling. So you think he's a crack dealer. We're going to take wa- a break and then death... we're going to come back. Yeah, we're going to come back and we will be talking exclusively about death wish free three three. Hey guys, thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, we're trying to do a drive to get to 100 subscribers and at 100 subscribers, we'll think of something to do but if you guys donate to the patreon we have five dollars ten dollars twenty or twenty five if you're really crazy people that you guys can donate to thank you so so much for donating to patreon uh it's really made this even more worthwhile than just talking about barry horwitz's dick already is i want you to know how much i love all the patreon listeners i was quietly reflecting on my love while dylan was doing that let's be honest great commercial bitch excellent so giant baba gets over in giant baby blanket mr B- giant baby bottle gets over in america which ricky does in hates hates does not like that fucking at all hates it yeah first you're of supposed all supposed to be good in... not that fucking good Fuck yeah you. you're you're supposed to be good you're not supposed to be wait a minute who's that guy he's not ricky Dozan, but he's better good yeah and also like giant baba's character I mean, I haven't watched any of these matches, but I'm going to say it wasn't it wasn't fun. Like, it, it was just oh, yeah. like, I'm Asian. That's bad. I, <laughs> they were probably oh, like, yeah, I didn't know is... they grew that big. This guy yeah. must be a proud. He, <laughs> he's tall. There's no way that he likes America. We better kill him and then live in his body. Uh, first, we're going to beat him up. Then we're going to breed them out of our species. Eugenics. High five. How everybody. often do you think someone commented on the fact that Giant Baba was both Japanese and tall? Like I guarantee I mean, I that was his whole character. I think I guarantee that Dutch Mantel still can't bring it. Like, like Stan Hansen, I fucking love that man. He was so tall in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, it's just them. All they talk about is him and Kenzo Suzuki. Yeah, yeah I remember being in Tokyo for some reason. I always just worked out my legs, not the rest of my body, because I. I <laughs> So yeah, let me see that, man. he has a big tournament, which these always work out. Ricky Dozan does. He wanted to secure the, on all the champions. He wanted Pat O'Connor from the NWA, Vern Gagne, AWA, Freddie Blassie from the WWA, and Edward Carpentier, and top names like Bru- Buddy Rogers and Bruno Sammartino. Basically, this guy wants a fucking dream tournament of everyone that means anything in wrestling. And he would made a deal with um, Jules Strongbow, who's a part owner of the LA Territory. And knowing the NWA would never allow him to win the NWA title, he made a deal with Strongbow, paying $25,000 for the opportunity to defeat their current champion, Freddie Blassie, and wear the belt for a specified amount of time. We, And this is the thing where it's like, I wish that it was okay in wrestling. Not okay in wrestling. I think they're kind of doing this now, but it's just like alternate universes where it's like, I think every wrestling company wants them to be the same universe, but it's like, it'd be fun if like, Matt Cardona was, for lack of a better example, Matt Cardona was this in, in the NWA and just Zack Ryder in Impact Wrestling or something. And it was just like, nope, these are completely different. Just face it. Like, this guy's strong here. He's not there. Or vice versa, you know? Yeah. I 
I've been thinking about this a lot, and this does pertain to both this story and modern wrestling. We just got to take a walk for a second. There has to be a way of, how do I say this? There are certain wrestlers and guys that you just allow are going to be good in one place and not good somewhere else. Like if Jungle Boy goes to the Fed, I'm going to be like, well, he has to start an NXT. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a guy, like he's so much more imprinted AEW versus WWE. And I think what is interesting is Giant Baba by going to the States, I think gives the illusion of like, oh, he can go everywhere. He's kind like, you know what I'm saying? He's the worldly version of wrestling in that same way of kind of Christian Cage. It's like he can be anywhere. And I'm kind of like, yeah, Christian Cage is just below the main event always. Like he's never going to be a champ. Yeah, intercontinental title guy. Yeah, he's an intercontinental title guy, and he's just he moves around enough. And it's this interesting thing of Giant Baba by doing this. I guarantee had that mystique with the Japanese fans in a way that Antonio Inoki never got. And I do wonder: Do you think that that was an intentional thing by Ricky Dozan, or was that just luck and happenstance of Giant Baba went over when he did, and Anoki does go over later to the states and stuff like that, and has a pretty good American career? Do you know what I mean? Like he has that fun match with Muhammad Ali that's bad. I think Anoki is just like meaner looking. Like Giant Baba, I feel like you could show to a children. And he would be like, that's a nice man. Why are they attacking that nice man? Versus Anoki is kind of like, it's kinda, I guess it's kind of like Hogan and Savage, to be real. Like, it's like, he's, uh, Savage was awesome, but like, he had that thing where it's like, really what's vulnerable have... about him? Yeah. Well, not what's vulnerable about him, more like, it's two different types of TV show. Like, the NWA and the and WWF in the 80s were like, the 80s WWF was like exactly like Saturday morning programming. And that's how Vince McMahon Sr. and Jr. liked it, which was the good guy always wins. Come back next week. This is just For like a good guy is, to be yeah. enjoying more victories. It's comfort television versus the NWA was like, oh, the guy, the bad guy got away with the belt again. You get to see the good guy win for two weeks and then he loses again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, life is hard. Life is pain. Kids learn to hate. Exactly, which is like better for adults. Like adults obviously want to see the bad guy, want to see a chase and have more drama, like you know, than me. But I'm totally like I'd way rather watch like Frasier than Breaking Bad, and that's why I like the WWF, where it's like, oh, Hogan won again. Why are you gonna watch it next week? I don't know. I like seeing him win. Yeah, I like I like it when people that want to fuck my wife win. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know where. No, I mean, actually, I do know where Ric Flair stands on it. Both of these men who desperately want to fuck anyone. <laughs> yeah. One? Good. So anyway, that's, that'd be an amazing tag team if they just fucking... If the sex tape had happened before the racism, obviously. But the sex tape had happened in the 90s, and then... I gotta tell you, if the that pussy whole fuckers, thing... Him and Ric I got Flair, news for you. If the, if the sex tape and racism had happened in the 90s, nothing would have changed about his career. That's true. Nothing. It they would have been, been the like, proper time yeah. for it. So people would have literally like they would have been having crossfire style debates being like, well, listen, I'm also concerned about black men meeting my daughter. <laughs> but what do you say to the fact that they're bad? <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. But like and what I want you to acknowledge is I don't care for them. We're being silly little babies and like obviously making some bad, bad things to say. But like if you were alive in the 90s, you're old enough. That shit used to fucking happen. Oh, yeah. Like that. There would be like think piece talk shows where like exactly this would be said where it'd be like, well, how do you respond to the fact that they commit more crimes? Uh, where is the statistics on it? In my head. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Two crimes, black people. I've said Me, it before. White, zero crimes ever. 
I'll say it before and I'll say it again. That volunteer at that White House wooed the president yes, this is into big. making fat ugly bitch. Yeah, that yucky girl. That she's not thin enough for me. I'll tell you this. The only crime here is that the president had a dry dick for even a second. Yeah. Because that whore should have been sucking his dick, and I am talking about his wife. Yeah. Why the that hell? Was, that would be like women. That was, oh, yeah, the yeah. Dana Carvey sketch afterwards that was like, and it got huge, it killed, and it was just about how the church, the church, Jane Carvey's church lady, and it was just about how the Hillary should have been sucking him off, and everyone was like, fuck yeah. Anyway, yeah, enough a, Hillary. You, I'll tell Let's you, talk about Fredly yeah. Blassie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of someone else who blames his wife for everything, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freddie Blassie, a man who's none of his kids talk to him for his entire life. 100%. Why open they? about it. Open to death. Yeah, he was married to a woman for some time, left her for a Japanese lady, and his parent, kids never talked to him again, and he seemed fine with it. Welcome to Freddie Blassie. Definitely a guy who was a fun person to be a wrestler around, and definitely not someone you want to be your dad. I sure the original Ric Flair, Freddie Blassie. Anyway, uh, Freddie Blassie immediately gets over because he tries to book this whole tournament, Ricky Dozan does, but he ends up with just Blassie, which, who gives a shit? A reporter yells out a uh, Japanese phrase, Blassie yelled back, what does that mean? The translator replied, vampire. And um, because he walked he off the people. Yeah, because he bit someone on television and it caused five, de- uh, six elderly men, sorry, to die of heart failure. And then he yeah, basically th- said they should add stronger hearts. Yeah, this is the craziest thing. I don't, I, is this real? There's no way this is real. So in Blassie's autobiography, so take this for a grain of salt, here's what happened. Here's what is written. The television were only black and white then, so Blassie's hair looked white. His eyes were popping out, and he had blood all over himself. He was really frightening. In the past, foreign heel would come in and lose. Then he would accept his loss like a Japanese athlete would. Blassie was the only wrestler, when he lost, but still wanted to bite someone. In Japan, which is an orderly society, we didn't have this kind of maniacal man. Only 50% of the population had TVs, so big groups of people sat together to watch wrestling. There still wasn't an understanding of the distance between yourself and the television. It was like Freddie Blassie was coming into your house. Blassie said, if you're too old or ill, don't watch me on TV. If you do, you get what you deserve. Which is crazy, where it's like, People will, oh, I can't believe WWE wrote Eddie Guerrero's addiction to that Kurt Angle storyline. It's like, this guy actually killed people and he's like, you're a poon bag. And also, Ox Baker, a guy died in the ring and Ox Baker's whole character was, I kill people. They're dead now. And people are like, this is just good old fashioned wrestling. There's a bunch of Ox Baker video uh, posters and stuff. You can see him wearing a shirt that he clearly sold, which said heart puncher or killer heart puncher on it. Yeah, exactly. And also him punching the dirt around that man's grave. Oh, yeah. yeah, Like he's dead again. Oh, yeah. He also kept trying to punch that man's wife. (laughs) You're going going with your husband. You're going with your husband. (laughs) Yeah, that was the that was the and he drinks. And Ox Baker is like a silly guy who was on fucking Price is Right. Yeah, Ox Baker is a silly guy who's in fucking um, uh, Escape from New York. Oh, I just... Fa- you ever fart and before it's out of your ass, you're like, this is going to stink. And it does. I know from oh. birth to death about my farts. Oh. Ricky Dozan gets engaged to a 21-year-old flight attendant. No, oh, here we never go. Change. Time to let's, fly towards my dick. Let's fucking go. Anyway, um... Can I say this flight attendant is totally second wife occupation? You know what I mean? Like when this guy is, he's 
he's he is really knee deep in some ego time to time to get myself uh someone who has a job that is just a full-time job and really a career but they think they're going to be a poet you know what i mean i guarantee this one's like uh yeah sure i work for um um british airways but really i want to dance yeah so anyway ricky dozan basically fears because this is like the announcement they mentioned that he's korean he is scared of the young fans will care they don't um, yeah, they because the way it's written, the way it's written is Japanese Ricky Dozan, Japanese pro wrestler of Korean descent, is in Korea for one week at the invitation of Kyung Park of the Republic of Korean military government. This is the other thing is since he oh, had, you, originally had his family in North Korea. Sorry, what are you going to say? You're missing the part where going and Ricky Dozan will be using the toilet while in Korea and he will be clogging all those toilets. <laughs> <laughs> The plumbing is not good enough to take his strong shits. His strong Japanese shits will destroy the Korean plumbing and everyone in Japan. Very good. But this is a lot like you hear about Cuban refugees in America where it's like he just like basically he has a daughter that he really hopes makes the Olympics just so he can see her again uh, because he can't see his daughter because she's from North Korea. He had he stood at the border of the demilitarized zone between South and North Korea and just like took his shirt off and yelled, just hoping his family would hear him, which is one of the scare the saddest things I've heard. And we do a wrestling podcast. People commit yeah. suicide all the time in front of their husbands. There's something and wives. about removing your clothing at a border is just so fucking brutal. Can you That's, could one yeah. of you soldiers tell my daughter that I like her? I don't love her. I don't want her to be soft. <laughs> so um, he also, to round out his career, he faces the Destroyer. Every single match this guy does is amazing. Like, it's such a huge event, all these matches. He's got, like we said before, this is, Japanese professional wrestling is just Ricky Dozan pretty much until his retirement. Yeah, like, here's the weird thing about Ricky Dozan is you also never hear, like, Lassie is basically the only opponent I could name. Like, it's basically, he his entire career is so... Uh, Saturday morning superstars. Yeah. And there's like one match where there's Jeopardy. Like Ricky Dozan, let me say this great timing in terms of dying because it solidified his legacy in such an amazing way. But the way he comports himself within Japan, fuck me, this is how you protect your spot. Because also, n- name one person who's complaining that this guy's on top. I like even Blassie seems to be like, well, he was a nice man who let me kill those five people. Well, he doesn't ever overstay his welcome. And he's also very smart in that, like, this is towards the end of his career, of course, because we're getting into uh, 1963. He lost to the destroyer, Dick Byer, and he lost clean in the Uh ring to Dick Byer. And this draws 64% of Japanese televisions watching his match. Um, This match is rating than the 87% for his previous bout with Thez. Most people in Japan now had a TV set. So it equated to roughly 70 million people. Jesus. This is 70 million people. The amount of people that listen to this program saw Ricky Dozan uh, fight Dick Byer. Yeah. One third of the people that listen to this program. Yeah. Can I just say this? How the fuck are we only hearing about a wrestler named Dick Byer now? Penis purchaser? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's like in my video game. Uh, there's a guy who um, who's one of Your the video draftees. game, the video game I invented NBA 2K 22. I refused to buy 23 until it's cheaper. Um, <laughs> there's a uh, automated guy named Guy Ryder. And I'm like, I don't care what he position he plays. <laughs> guy Ryder is on the team. Of course. What is He's, your team called? 
Oh no, I haven't. It's not a special team. I'm just, I'm just the New York Knicks. But Guy Ryder will definitely be a featured player on the New York Knicks. Why are you doing the Knicks? Because they're bad, and I like to rebuild the team. I want to bring. I want the Vancouver Grizzlies to come back. No, they had their chance. Remember Big Country, Brian, whatever the fuck his name was? Brian Reeves, yeah, he was good, but he just, you know, he liked cake. Good for him. Anyway. Who doesn't? He fucking gets married a fourth time Ricky Dozen was, because baby. Come on, Ricky. Yeah. The flight attendant? Ricky Hastings. Yeah, what is this guy? A member of my family? Who is he? (laughs) Yeah. uh, He was said his... uh, his um fourth vows for his fourth wife, he refused to get out of the car. He just called in and said, you get it. I've said it. I don't yeah, want to yeah, say yeah. it again. Yeah. And then he yeah. hung up the phone and he took a shit. Yeah. But the he... minister began the vows by saying, well. Yeah. And like, um, okay, well, the bride's family is here. And Ricky Dozen has one guy he met at a sandwich place who doesn't really know his name. Yeah, uh, we are here to marry a woman who will be crying in six months because her husband refuses to close the door when he's shitting and his shits don't even smell like poo. They smell like dead things. <laughs> so as we mentioned off the hop, we're going to get into Ricky Dozan's um, death towards the end of his career. He and I also I don't know if this is a thing or if it's just common sense in wrestling history, but he basically outlines how you gracefully exit Japanese professional wrestling, which is he does a lot of tag matches because he can no longer really wrestle um, long matches. It also gives him an opportunity to start drinking heavily in the ring because yes. his tag team partner was his own distended liver. Yeah. So Hansen just lariated uh, Ricky Dozan's distended brew boozy liver. He's yeah. covered in goo. Every food, every single, um, every single feud was just someone hid his Gatorade. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, they had a uh, the big blow off match was Ricky. They had to do it in the morning, and it was Ricky Dozan <laughs> yeah. uh, with full DTs beat eleven men to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always do it. That's the stipulation every heel wanted was it takes place at nine a.m. I, uh, and he's like, nine a.m. Oh fuck! Oh, I knew a guy. This sleep. is my this is my favorite drunk justification of which is I knew a guy who claimed he never drank in the morning because he would only he would just wait until he would just wake up before everyone else at a house party and then just drain all of the half opened beers from the end of the night chaos. And he's like, all of those were open the night before. It doesn't count. Well, that's good. Was that guy me? No, that guy, I was about to say his full name. That guy also, and I stand by this completely, we once went for breakfast. The service staff was so bad. He stood up, he walked up to the waiter, and he was like, I'm not paying for my breakfast. That's on you. That's how bad the service was. And he walked out and left. And uh, I I was like, wow. And it didn't, it didn't, uh, we didn't pay. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Ricky Dozan dies at 60 or sorry he's he's 39 and at 39 he's already like this guy can't move we're gonna have to have a whole fucking we're just gonna have to have a marching band play a complete song and then so no one notices he's in the ring because it's that um that bad so i love show business in this time period because no one's thought is ever let's just have them stop it's always like what distraction can we create so they can keep going baby (laughs) like it's so (laughs) funny so yeah well i mean that's the problem this is the weird thing about fighting um, like actual boxing and UFC boxing's not as bad, but UFC certainly is. It's like by the time these guys, everyone wants to pay to see them fight, they suck. So it's just like trying to find someone who doesn't look completely shit that they can knock out and make it look like a actual fight. And usually the guy you just match it too well and the other guy beats your new star. 
or is old, that sorry, sorry. true of all UFC or is it like that's it's the like what I'm trying to say is like are all the people that that I become aware of because my following of the UFC is very much like a like it's like a section of the newspaper I flick by so I'm like ah yeah. Nathaniel Diaz you know what I'm saying like is there like one or two guys that make it without being totally fucked or is it by the time they are I'm aware of them they're just basically a dead person. Uh, I think McGregor's the guy. I think you'd say McGregor's the guy who like got big and was on top at the time where he was, um, the best at fighting. If that makes sense. like his prime fighting and his drawing prime were kind of at the same time, but everyone it else is like pretty him, much on the. You can it look seems at like those him and Ronda Rousey guys. were the two people that were their prime and their drawing prime were at the same time. And the problem now with the UFC is they've never been able to get someone lined up at that same time. Like usually, they're like well, the UFC, much like WWE now, has that sweetheart deal where it's like every time they have a TV show, the UFC has a fight night. It's the equivalent to them selling three hundred fifty thousand pay per views. So they no longer need. What they're doing right now, get on this little tangent, and then we'll wrap up Ricky Dozan with talking about his fun little murder. Um, what they what they're doing now is they're doing the contender series, so they're signing all these guys to ten thousand dollars per fight and ten thousand dollars a win. So the most you can make is twenty thousand dollars, and that is of course with no expenses paid. Um, of course, you have to, you have to fly oh, out to your corner. Welcome. You have to cover your fucking train. Welcome to show business post fucking COVID, my friend. How do no, we this is the UFC has been doing this for not... time. No, no, I agree. I'm saying that they they are the, oh, yeah. the forerunners of what we will all be living through. Oh yeah, I mean that was an interview with Christopher Titus, but he's like, oh yeah, everyone's like, oh fuck, you know, post 2008, everyone, every producer's like, oh man, yeah, sorry, there's not as much money. It's like, well, what are you getting paid? He's like, oh, the same as I did in 2007. Anyway, um, so the, here, all right, so here are the court transcripts. Around 11 10 p.m., Ricky was talking to a club hostess when Murata pushed past him, the man who stabbed him. Um, Ricky said, Hey, you bastard, you stepped on my foot. Murata denied that, but admitted my shoulder may have touched yours. You're a big man and it couldn't helped. It couldn't be helped in such a narrow space. A heavily drunk Ricky got angry, shoved Murata, kicked him in the stomach, knocked him near the doorway in the lobby. He sat astride Murata and struck him in the head relentlessly. Murata pulled a mountain knife, which is about six, uh, five and a third inches in length and stabbed. So he pulled out my dick. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and stabbed Ricky in the left side of his abdomen. Same level of sharpness. Same level of yeah of sharpness, and there's also pee on it, like my dick. I pee on my own shaft. Of course you do. Holding his belly, Ricky went on stage, and then the microphone said, "Ladies and gentlemen, be careful. There's a killer in the club. You better go home right away." And there had been claims that Ricky sang Mac the Knife because it was the '60s, and there's always some weird lie. His entourage persuaded him to see a surgeon. He didn't want to see a surgeon. But to avoid public attention, he went to obstructs and gynecology hospital near his apartment. Four parts of his small intestine were pierced. The wounds were so serious, they asked a surgeon from a nearby hospital to perform an abdominal operation. There was a rumor that Ricky refused a business deal. An organized crime, which Murata belonged to, wanted to control the wrestling promotion in favor of the rival group. The grudge could have influenced Murata, but the incident still seems like a, yeah, just a drunk fight, small guy, stab, big guy. Also, Murata would visit his grave every single year on the day he murdered him, which is supposed to be a sign of, like, sorrow, but does seem kind of like, yo, I murdered you, I'm going to punch the grave, Ox Baker's here also punching a grave right next to me. The other thing that is not mentioned about, um, you meant, didn't mention about Ricky Dozen's death is against doctor's orders, he began drinking immediately after 
both surgeries to deal with um the stab wound yes uh and caught things like pink uh peritonitis he's an alcoholic yeah like a skid row fucking alcoholic yeah he's a dylan got 2017 style alcoholic brooding dangerous i had stopped drinking at that point so for all those dylan got trivia heads out there 2015 2015 i was very much drinking (laughs) yeah yeah there was drinking a lot doing cocaine i have stopped drinking yeah 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 what's weird is you still do blow all the time <laughs> that's uh that is my favorite type of guy oh booze oh, I don't that, touch guy. Stuff. that guy anyway a, i don't have a septum that guy, is, that guy is really part of the toronto stand-up community i have never seen a concentration of people more in my life than in toronto canada and this is actually a general thing for everyone is so many people in toronto are sober and are just like oh i still do pills i find on the ground though like, <laughs> what yeah i mean i smush up whatever's in a medicine cabinet and snort it but i don't yeah, drink booze yeah i'm not addicted to alcohol i'm addicted i don't want to be bloated yeah anyway i want to be hot john ricky dozan part three um let's not do best and worst let's just say best party's murdered best party's dead worst party was alive at all what That's happens what, what happens if ricky dozan quickly please if Ricky Dozan lives, let's say, another 20 years, because that Ricky takes Dozan, him to 1983. If Ricky Dozan lives another 20 years, I think he physically is going to start really falling apart because that drinking is going to keep up. Giant Baba will basically, instead of forming All Japan, will All Japan will just be JWA. Uh, New Japan still is, I guarantee, created. Antonio Inoki just is a rival with Ricky Dozan and it's a blood feud like craziness. And also like, it's such like so much more insane than the new Japan, all Japan feud. And the new Japan, all Japan feud is also insane. For example, do you know that new Japan and all Japan for like huge swaths of their competition were running house shows at the same time in the same cities. Like they would schedule their tours at the same time. This is also, I think that this is another thing. I, I would say the exact same thing, except for I think the JWA is independent of all Japan and New Japan. And I think no, that that's Giant Baba doesn't ever leave Ricky Dozan. Giant Baba knows. So. Yeah, I do not think so. Because I know the Giant Baba goes, I am the protege that stay that rebel that doesn't rebel. I'm the great, like he's exactly what Ricky always wanted. Oh, he and wants he- that like magic wand of like wrestling is this guy. So I'm taking the mantle from him. Exactly. And Antonio Noki will always be because Ricky Dozan is a man who loves chaos, created that rivalry in his life so that in his death, chaos still can reign. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing of guys like Ricky Dozan. And I'll say stretch it on on a much, much, much lower scale. A guy like Vern Gagne. Um Guys who are promoter and star, it's uh, if these guys just wanted to make money or had some creative vision other than me, big bad. I know one never lose fight, never lost a fight. Now I'm I'm the big guy, daddy. Then Rick, then Vergani would have just retired. If like if this sounds awful, but if Vergani would have just died in 1975, the AWA would be a have been a much more interesting. Well, I guess maybe Greg, but I mean whoever's in position to take it over, but like. You know what I mean? Like it's again, it's an interesting thing in that, yeah, like you know, we're in a place where over the summer basically AEW and WWE switched in terms of esteem of the wrestling fan, of like the assumption that they that this company likes us, so they're gonna do the things we like has switched in the last four months. And I think that that is probably much truer about how wrestling fans feel about wrestling products in general. So I think that you know, we change one detail of wrestling history, I think it's gonna completely 
um, and totally like switch how a company goes. That said, I think rest success in the wrestling business is completely based off of when did the old guy who used to run this stop and was taken over by a new young guy in that yeah. you want to know how you really save AEW? If Tony Khan takes a step back and they just bring in a production staff for a year and then he fires them, AEW beats WWE. What the AEW really needs right now is two, two dicks with spreadsheets to come in and go, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 yes, no. Well, everything everything needs to be run like Mar- Marvel Studios is, which is, hey, we got all these hyper nerds. They're going to have a bunch of ideas, and then we're going to filter it out through this dude who just like is a good editor, which Triple H seems like a good editor. So it's like, it's always like the first six months to a year of a booker is always great. And then the guy goes nuts because no one should be doing that much work. No one should be managing talent and writing the story. Like that's not those are two because also at things. a certain point you're gonna hate the talent because the talent like you can't be in no... HR and production that's yeah. just insane because also like you're you're getting a call from fucking one of the uzos what if I'm given money and that's yeah. my gimmick no <laughs> like so, imagine having to pitch Brock Lesnar on an idea Brock I'm not on I'm on the phone Brock you just said you're on the phone not me though <laughs> call Paul tell call Paul. Paul 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 does it. We're you know done what, now. You, you know what John? religion Paul is? See you later, Dylan. <laughs> you know what religion Paul is? It's the bad one. He's the heel. <laughs> He's the heel. Anyway, next week, we're going to talk about someone. I don't know who it is. Yeah, fuck you for wondering. Ladies and gentlemen, fuck thanks for off. coming to our fucking houses. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck off. Eat our dicks. Fuck our asses. Now, here's the other thing. Oh, uh, we're, we Dylan. did this one on Zoom, so hopefully it works out. If not, you'll be, you guys you'll will have seen a another recorded version that's annoyed will be annoyed <laughs> no and then i'll just release the chat we just did for patreon uh-huh. on our rego feed thank you so much for listening guys goodbye <laughs>